Welcome back. I'm Reagan Griffin. I'm joined here by Cameron. A lot of developments out the Senior Bowl, man. Yeah, man. You ready to talk about it? Let's do it. Let's get on the clock. All right, man. So a lot of stuff that we're hearing. Um, first of all, Justin Herbert, I think that's most appropriate to address. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of a, not, not really up and down week, but at, at first it really was kind of mellow. Like, you know, he was just what they expect him to be. And then towards the end, he started picking up and people started looking at him more like, you know, this is a first round quarterback easy. He's more than we thought he would be, uh, you know. Obviously, they're in love with the size. They're in love with the arm. Uh, what, what What are you thinking, man? What do you uh, What do you What are you hearing coming out of Senior Bowl? Yeah, like you said, day one, you know, same Justin Herbert, what everybody expected. But I think what really helped him was coming in. There were a lot of character questions. Was he, mm-hmm. you know, this leader that you need your starting quarterback to be, franchise quarterback to be, and um, Zach Taylor, who's over the Bengals squad and. I think the North team for the Senior Bowl. Right. Um, he said that Justin Herbert, and this was like day one, he's a great leader, phenomenal leader, and he gave him praise for that. So I think Justin Herbert, and, you know, he showed a strong arm. Oh, yeah. Had a great performance. Um, still has the game Saturday, and today's the last day of practice. But I think I think he did well, man. I mean, first-round quarterback, the talent's there. He went there, solidified his standard. I think he did very well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, like we said, it, it was more of a thing that he was kind of – everything people thought he would be but then he had those little incremental things that people yeah. weren't sure that he had that you know Definitely. definitely solidified his name amongst the top quarterbacks yeah um another dude that impressed but unfortunately he suffered an injury so he's not going to be able to play or practice anymore javon kinlaw yeah and, he, and this is a guy you brought up last week as a as a very quality prospect first round pick easy um and he's just dominated man he dominated man I'm not trying to have an overreaction today, but (laughs) (laughs) he dominated every rep. And I believe I saw him lose one rep, and mm-hmm. that was to Lloyd Cushenberry and Terry Offensive he's, he's good. LSU. He's good. Yeah, yeah we'll get in, into him later. But um, I think, yeah, like you said, Ken Law suffered an injury, so he's done, but no reason for him to even continue. Yeah, he showed everything he had to show. Dominated man. from he, day one, man. And, you know, the more I think about it, I still think Derrick Brown's just a tier above just because of the talent-wise, but, like, that man might mess around and sneak around to the top ten the way he's playing. Yeah, man, he, after day one, I read um, – an article on NFL.com He talked to NFL.com I don't remember the reporter But he said the Panthers Really like him mm-hmm. And that's something To look at You know the Panthers really the Panthers I mean I know They have McCoy And Short Come on Short But yeah. you know They're getting older So you know Matt Rule might want to Find his peace On that front seven right. And Kenlaw man He's You know Just his story Being homeless yeah. To get where he is now Man He just plays With so much passion And anger That good anger Right He's and, able to channel the, that, that fury In a way that's positive And that's interesting That the Panthers Panthers are somebody that you brought up because I thought they might try to target Derek Brown first round, um, but I don't know if it's a matter of where they try to get him in the second round because I don't I don't think he's gonna drop that late. Yeah, man, he was slowly right at the end of the season in that top fifteen, talk top twenty. But mm-hmm. man, the more you just read about him and hear him talking his story and then watch him play, right. it's, it's ridiculous. Man, I was talking to my friend. You mentioned Derek Brown and. Yeah, Derek Brown is I think he's definitely still just a slightly ahead of yeah. Ken Law, but man, just something about Ken Law personality and his demeanor, I just love it, man. Yeah, you know he's gonna be successful because yeah. he has that sort of drive behind him. Um, Jalen Hurts, bit of an up and down week. 
Uh, I saw some conflicting reports. There were some that said he was struggling with his accuracy. You know, he he came in, his height was uh, smaller than, you know, you'd want from an NFL quarterback or, you know, as that would be deemed the prototypical NFL quarterback in the past. He came in at 6-1. But there were other reports that said, you know, he had the leadership, you know, he was able to talk with Saban. He looked good there. You know, kids are, you know, gravitating to him there. So he has that aura of a quarterback. It's the skill set that people are a little bit concerned about. Yeah, man, Hurts is a phenomenal human being, you know, Speaking of Nick Saban at the Senior Bowl might not, you know, seem to be a big deal to some mm. people, but you know, that man was a starting quarterback there, led him to a national championship, got based in the national championship right. game. Lost he took that job. all in stride. And you mean people have pride, man, whether we want to, you know, admit that or not. And for him to, you know, get past that, go on, be in the Heisman race. Right. Um, he he's a great guy. But as far as the senior bowl, I saw a lot of the clips. A lot of practice. He was kind of inconsistent, but I don't think it was anything different than what we expected from Jalen right. Hurts. I was very impressed by his footwork. He has quick feet. Um, and we we issues. knew the type of athlete he was, yeah. right? Like it's it's the quarterback that's the question. Yeah. And you brought up last week that he might be a candidate to play sort of the Taysom Hill type he role. He addressed that. He said, "I'm a quarterback. Yeah. You will look at me as a quarterback." And and you know. he made some plays there that you can't you you know you can't really dispute that. Um, one of them, I think it was yesterday actually, um, practice he threw a, a beautiful back shoulder um fade to Colin Johnson, mm-hmm. also somebody who we'll get into later. But you know I. I don't think he hurt himself, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he helped himself. Yeah. I think he just went out there and oh, yeah. was Jalen Hurts. I so. feel. And, and I feel like he's the type of dude that teams are going to love, fall in love with the, the type of person that he is. Because like you said, he is a very poised individual. He's a great leader. And he's somebody that seems to have that drive and passion for the game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, definitely there's going to be a team out there that falls in love with his personality. I still see him as a day two prospect. Yeah, I'm agree. not sure he gets into day one, but agree. I'd be surprised if he uh, fell into day three. Agree. Um Next up, another quarterback, Jordan Love, the guy that you know we both talked about that we like coming out. And... Like we expected, he went out there and showed his behind a little bit, right? Showed his behind. Man, <laughs> all of the intangibles were there, man. And we talked about him just being around more talent. Exactly. And he was around more talent, man. And Jordan Love showed what he needed to show. Yesterday, he had a great red zone drive mm-hmm. all the way down the field, marched down the field. But day two, he showed that arm strength with a beautiful pass to Pittman. He, he just did everything that he right. needed to do. And I definitely think it would be interesting from here on out, even watching the game tomorrow, to see that quarterback three, right? that fight for quarterback three, I'm sorry, um, between Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. And something that was interesting to me was that a lot of times when when they're showing the receiver highlights, right? Yeah. Denzel, uh, uh, I forget his last name, Denzel Mims, I think, uh, D- uh, Michael yeah. Pittman, Bailey. just, uh, you know, other other receiver highlights and they're highlighting the receiver but they would always mention you know the pass was coming from Jordan Love a lot and yeah. we talked about last week he's the type of guy who will always put his receiver in positions to make a play yeah. and it seemed like he was doing that a lot this week and with the talent around him finally those guys were going out and making plays Yeah. but you mentioned the uh, the QB3 controversy the the battle you know I, I think it's safe to say at this point um, even with the injury that two is probably two Yeah. Um, so Herbert versus Love for that three spot it seems like Herbert has the edge right now but Love is gaining a little bit of ground yeah and maybe it's just me I think Herbert is probably a little bit slightly above I've been watching a lot of Oregon games recently um I think he showed a little bit had a chance at least to show mm-hmm. more in the RPO game just with the system right. Oregon run so I think that's intriguing especially you know with today's NFL you, you want your quarterback to move on the feet but I mean Jordan Love isn't slow I mean no not at all he just haven't had haven't had the chance to prove that 
haven't had the weapons. I mean, Oregon doesn't have, you know, like Alabama right. talent, but, you know, they're speeding the Pac-12. He's had a chance to, you know, do more. So, I mean, Love has a stronger arm. Herbert has a good arm, but, I mean, I think it just depends on what team exactly is going quarterback it, and what they're looking it, for. It's going to depend on who falls in love with who. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bit of a conflict for me here because – there's there's something that I believe to be true here that love is ultimately the better prospect, but there's also what I believe that the NFL teams will believe. Yeah, and what I think, you know, the past has told us is that the NFL teams, despite you know this influx of uh, more athletic African American quarterbacks, and you know I'm not saying Jordan loves building the mold of a Kyler Murray, right. but you know he, he's he's you know more of a Patrick Mahomes type guy. Yeah. Um. And the NFL teams don't tend to take a whole lot of risks on those guys. Generally, they they go with the safer 6'4", 6'5", 240 yeah. pounds, strong arm, can stand in the pocket and deliver. That's what they the, That's what they still prefer at this point. And, yeah. and it's trending towards the other direction a little bit, but yeah, I'm not sure if guy. it's always, yeah. you know, going to be like that forever. But for right now, it's still, you know, the the, the Josh Allens, even though Josh Allen's kind of different than we thought he'd be, you know, the Andrew Lux prototype quarterback. Yeah, um, and Herbert definitely fits that mold. Oh, no doubt. No I think doubt. the only argument for Jordan Love is that you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who seems to be on track to be the greatest the quarterback time. that we've ever seen. And you have teams like Chicago mm-hmm. and Houston. You know, Houston, Deshaun Watson, great quarterback, succeeded at the highest level in college. But you ha- you let a guy like Mahomes slip right. because you had questions. Exactly. But he had the strong arm. And I think teams, some team at least, is going to be scared that Jordan Love might be that next guy in line. Yeah. Will he be the greatest of all time? Probably yeah. not. But... <laughs> I mean, strong. You don't want to pass on that again. And I no think doubt. that Patrick Mahomes slipping will scare some teams to be like, okay, this is our guy. And it's going to come down to who wants to bet on the upside. Because yeah. to me, Jordan Love has the higher upside, but uh, Justin Herbert has the lower floor. Yeah. So, like, he he's the safer prospect, but I'm not sure, you know, the earlier teams might be looking for something safer, but that might ultimately play to Jordan Love's advantage, I think. If he yeah. goes to somewhere where he can sit down for a year, really consume yeah, and, I think and absorb Herbert that needs offense. To do the same. Yeah, I, but I don't, I'm not sure he'll get in that position where he can. Yeah. Because to me, he'll probably end up being a top 10 prospect. Uh, yeah, he can. So, yeah. you know, that's one of those things where they'll, you know, end up throwing them in the fire early. Yeah, and just with so many teams, the Chargers, the Saints, just a lot of these teams with older quarterbacks who are slowly fading out, the draft order that we have now, I don't think that would be the same come April. Right. Whether that's on draft day before, I think a lot of teams that I we don't expect will move up for Love or for Herbert. So, yeah, I definitely can see one of those guys going top 10. No doubt. Um, But... In keeping with the 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 theme of the Senior Bowl, yeah, who are some other you know lesser known guys that you had uh, you know their stock going up or their stock going down? Okay, um, want to start with stock up? Right. Um, not really an unknown guy, but Bryson Hopkins. Okay, um, yeah, tight end. Um, I want to say Purdue, right? Yeah, I believe it's Purdue. Um, I would have him as tight end number one if Cole Komet was not in this draft this week. He just solidified everything that we kind of already knew. Mm-hmm. Smooth route runner, crazy catch radius. Um. He had a great connection with his quarterbacks all practice from day one right. to today. Um, so that's definitely a guy that I think we should put on the lookout for, be on the lookout for. Um, he needs to work on his blocking a little bit. Yeah. But just far as a weapon and a passing game, 
weapon in the passing game. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> so far as a weapon in the passing game, Bryson Hopkins is definitely somebody to look at. Oh, no doubt. And, you know, from the tape that I saw, he's a willing blocker. I'm yeah. not sure if he's a good one, but he's willing to get in there, you know, and sometimes do the dirty work. All you, exactly. Because, I mean, he's 6'5". He's a big dude. So, like, you know, he just has to be coached up a little bit from that perspective. Yeah. But in, in, the, in keeping with the theme of tight ends, um, I had... Uh, small school prospect, uh, Adam Trotman. I think yes. I'm, I'm spelling that right. Tight end out of Dayton. Yes. And, uh, you know, every year we have dudes who, you know, small school guys were able to really make a name for themselves at the Senior Bowl, and, you know, solidify their draft prospect. Um, and this year, you guys like Alex Taylor, Kendall Vildor, Kyle Duggar, they all left their stamp. But I think Adam Trotman... He, I think he might stand alone in terms of uh, the, the small school prospects. Definitely. You know, 6'5", 251 pounds. Some analysts have went so far as to say that he might be, you know, not better than the receivers, but he looked better relative to his positions than some yeah. of the receivers did, which, you know, considering the strength of this receiving class, that's a, that's a pretty tall, you know, compliment. And uh, as an Eagles fan... I know just about as well as anyone else that a small school tight end prospect, Dallas Goddard, can make a big impact, right? You know, those games where Zach Ertz had to sit down, Dallas Goddard stepped up big. Um, And he just seems like one of those guys that, you know, may not have been highly touted coming out of high school, but it's a little weird with tight ends that those dudes just develop and sometimes they take a huge jump that no one expected. Yeah, man, that's what I love about the senior bowl, man. It's a lot of small school guys and even some bigger school guys that, you know, didn't have a chance to start, maybe Mm -hmm. wide receiver three, tight end two or three. They just get a chance this week to impress guys that, you know, are not at the senior bowl, guys like us that are just watching from home. Right. You know, scouts and personnel there. It's just a great way for a lot of those upperclassmen to just go there. They didn't have the opportunity or were not in the best situations like a Jordan Love to go there and succeed off of their individual talent. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy to be on the lookout for. My next guy, um, somebody has actually been in draft talk. For the last two years, Colin Johnson, Mm -hmm. wide receiver out of Texas. Man, he's 6'6". And coming in, you know, guy 6'6", there's questions about can he create separation? Speed. Is he fluent in his route? Yeah. And, man, he answered all of those questions. Now, we'll get to the cornerback play later. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe maybe that helped him a little bit. But he showed fluidity today and all week. Um, Body control, showed nice hands, speed and separation. So I think Colin Johnson definitely helped himself. Playing with a Jordan Love, getting to play with a Justin Herbert, all of those different quarterbacks, that's definitely going to help him when teams look at that from this week, especially when Sam Ellinger, you know, he had a good year 2018, but, you know, he's not really a yeah. good quarterback prospect. So he had a chance to play with some other guys. That's good. And he showed everything that you need from a 6'6 receiver. I think the only thing that's in question for him now, like you said, his speed. So combine 40 time, if he runs well, I definitely think he shoots up some draft boards. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Kind of a guy built in that similar mold, Michael Pittman, man. What we tell these folks last week? Last week we said— and That's not a USC seen, bias, man. That's we've just been seeing all year that's long a, Michael film. Pittman is a top receiver in this draft, in a very deep draft. He's among the best of them. That's and, film. you know, there, there were concerns about his speed as well. There were concerns about his route running, and he answered all of that too. And he's now shooting up draft boards, and I'm just sitting here like, man, yeah, have y'all before, not heard? Before they started practice, Pittman addressed his speed, and he said when he runs the 40, he's going to shock some guys. If he he runs a four or five. He's fine. Hey, yeah. If he he's runs fine. a four, a four or five is perfect. Now, if he's he runs fine. a four or four, Man. he might he might be a first, not not first round, but like early day two pick. Man. Um, and, and let's just say the only reason why he's not a first round pick is because the class is so loaded. Yeah, like Michael Pittman is a beast. And like the the deeper we get into this class, and I'll have some other guys to bring up later, but the deeper we see how like this might be 
Okay, this is this is early to say, but this might be one of the greatest receiving classes to come out of college in, you know, possibly ever. I don't think it's early to say. It's, I mean, it's, it's, the class it's is ridiculous, ridiculous man. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, like, there's legitimately over 10 guys that should be day one, day two prospects. Yeah. <laughs> legitimately, possibly more. Yeah. Like, one of these days we'll have to sit down and, you know, list them all out. But, like, you think of guys like K.J. Hamler, um, Denzel Mims, who I'm going to talk about later. Like, yeah. you know, there's top to bottom. There's talent everywhere yeah man Jalen Rager is another guy it's normally you have a draft class like this and if you see like three to four receivers you're like okay one of these guys that's a stretch right. but it's a reach um there's maybe six to seven receivers alone that should just be first round draft yeah. picks yeah and, and they would be first round draft picks in different classes so if yeah. I'm a team and I know that I need a receiver this is a draft where I know I can wait and still get a very very good one yeah I, I, I wouldn't I, I'd, I'd look to other uh, needs before I go with receiver yeah. He's telling the truth, but Saints do not do that. First round, <laughs> draft a receiver. Please. Hey man, I'm I'm with you on that. The Eagles need to go ahead and get uh, Henry Ruggs out there, but you know, top oh, to bottom, we'll get man. to him. Hey, yeah. he's oh man, he's fast. But who, who's another stock up guy you had? Um, my last guy. I hope that you have a defensive guy because oh, I got a defense. <laughs> I'm I'm all offense. Van Jefferson, man, receiver out of Florida, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say about two years ago. I've been watching Senior Bowl for about five years, but two years ago, the Senior Bowl for me really helped me like find receivers that I loved. Mm-hmm. So, twenty seven, no, twenty eighteen. Um, it was Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. Right, went to Denver. He went to the Senior Bowl, and he was one of the best route runners I've ever seen come through the Senior Bowl. Twenty eighteen, um, twenty nineteen. I'm sorry. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Um. <laughs> We know about yeah. Debo Samuel. He's proved that. 49ers everything. know about them. He's about to play in the Super Bowl next Man, Sunday, right? I so. begged the Saints or the 49ers to pick one. 49ers did it. It paid off. Anyway, back to Van Jefferson, man. He was he's been fluid in all of his routes, his break. Um he's had a great connection with Herbert the whole week. He's killed about every corner that lined up in front of him. Um he's just a guy that I think is gonna get to the next level and really exceed. Um, also his dad Sean Jefferson mm-hmm. not sure if you knew him um, he's a wide receiver coach for the Jets okay he also played receiver in the league for about 9 to 10 years yeah, that lineage drafted. is important man. yeah he was drafting like the 90s so I think that's really something that teams would be like okay this guy gets it he mm-hmm. understands it so Van Jefferson had a great week I actually think outside of like the quarterbacks he's been the best skill position guy really on the field from both teams wow. he's been amazing See, I disagree and I'd say this guy up next I'd say he'd been the best Denzel Mims man. Hmm. he's been utterly ridiculous and every single day he's he's dominated and like like you said we'll talk about the corners because they got dusted this week i don't think any yeah. corner really helped their stock no um and christian Folden didn't end up going and that might have yeah. been to his benefit because though these receivers are ridiculous yeah. i'm not sure you want to line up against any of them but denzel mims he, he was a solid player at baylor right yeah a uh, thousand receiving yards added 12 touchdowns but you know in the in the scheme of this deep deep receiver class he was somewhat of an afterthought but he flipped that narrative pretty quickly. You know, he just dominated, man. Like I yeah. said, he's utter. He was ridiculous. And he was on the receiving end of a lot of those Jordan Love throws that were, you know, just give the guy a chance. And you know, he's six three. Uh, he's a big bodied receiver. So yeah. like I, you, you mentioned Debo he Samuel. He plays bigger than his size. Too. Oh he yeah, he plays bigger than six three. Yeah, he. You mentioned Debo Samuel. I, I kind of see him in that mold, like yeah. just a big and physical guy. Um, 
and they, they kind of flew under the radar but made their name at the Senior Bowl. So I, I think he played his way at least into the third round, possibly yeah. the second round at this point. And he, he's going to be, like there's like we said, man, there's so many playmakers. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and like I said, Van Jefferson has been my favorite guy. I think he's played the best. But before we switch, I was going to do um, two sleepers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Denzel Mims, one of those guys. Yeah. Man, he's been ridiculous. He had like a one-hand catch yesterday. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, he's been a huge red zone target. Denzel Mims has been phenomenal. phenomenal. Last guy I want to bring up, um, the University of Memphis, back at your home. You love it. You Man, love to see it. You love to see the it. The last three, last two years, um, two to three years, they've just been producing a lot of weapons just yeah. all around the field. You have Darrell Henderson, who's with the Rams, right. hasn't really had a chance to, you know, fully Anthony get engaged Miller. in the offense. Anthony Miller, Tony Pollard. Went um, to my high school for a year. Tony Went to Pollard? my high school. No, uh, Anthony, Anthony Miller. Miller. Yeah. Tony Pollard, man, with the Cowboys. Um, Antonio Gibson, play receiver, converted okay. to running back. Um, he just runs hard, man. He's really explosive, elusive. He he played really well at the senior bowl, but I think a lot of guys are still sleeping on him, but he's mm-hmm. definitely going to go somewhere and succeed. I can see a Kyle Shanahan or even a Matt Nagy, one of those offensive Somebody geniuses, who knows how to utilize his Snagging skillset. him up. Yeah. He's just so versatile, man. He kind of reminds me of Corel Patterson. Okay. He can just do so many things, return, run the right. ball, Receive and How about a uh, Ty Montgomery? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, Antonio Gibson is a weapon. Got you. Yeah. I feel that. So we went over the positives. Let's get to the negatives, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we kind of alluded to earlier, you got to start with like every corner who showed up because they've been getting burnt. Yeah. All let's week. just address <laughs> corners. <laughs> and they, they all just, I mean, when you have a receiving class as deep as this one, yeah. and you try to put them against what's an average to below average corner class, yeah. it's not going to be good for the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And and I don't think anyone, like I said, helped their stock just yeah. by lining up against the likes of Mims, Jefferson, Pittman. Like, they just yeah. you can't help yourself there. You can't yeah. help yourself. We're definitely 100% in agreement on that. So, stock down for all of the corners. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Um, stock up for Christian Fulton for not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> good move, yeah. good move, good move. Yeah. Um, a guy that I have, actually always been a huge fan of this guy, Raquan Davis. Okay. He was a tackle Alabama. Yeah. He didn't play. Um, so he didn't go. He had an injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect that, you know, take care of your health first. Exactly. But it, it just didn't help him. He didn't, you know, he didn't have the best year at Alabama. I think two years ago, um, he had like eight and a half sacks, but just the last two seasons, he really hasn't produced anything. So I think the senior bowl would have been a great chance for him yeah. to, you know, push that stock back up because he's a really talented player. But, you know, he had an ankle injury. So I understand that Nick Saban told him, if, you know, you think you can't mm-hmm. boot your stock, you know, playing through the injury, just exactly. don't play. And I respect that. So. And, yeah, definitely still stock yeah, down. Yeah, and he's a guy I think that, that teams are going to fall in love with his size more than anything and his yeah, physical man. tools. 6'7", 312 pounds. Ridiculous, and and he's strong as an ox. So yeah. he, he'll definitely get drafted somewhere. I'm oh, still yeah. not sure how polished he is as a pass rusher, but yeah. you know those are things you can teach. But yeah. what you can't teach is 6'7", 300, like some odd pounds. Um, and in that mold, I had another guy who was injured, Ashton Davis. Okay. Um, he was injured going in, actually. I didn't know this. And he didn't par- wasn't able to participate in any of the drills and stuff. He was just there talking to teams, you know, absorbing some of the stuff that was there. Um, and I said last week that, you know, my friend on Cal's team yeah. really liked him because of the type of athlete that he was. Gotcha. He had his 
you know, four three speed potential, jump out of the gym, strong, can play in the box, can you know, uh, one of those versatile safeties. But you know, he had a groin injury, and those are the the, the one of those hard injuries that you really just can't play through if you sustain one yeah, groin hamstring. To, if you just yeah, if you pull you that, then even, you just don't even push that. Don't even want to try to make yeah. that anywhere. So, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, that. his stock dropping really isn't you know due to anything that he's had control over yeah. just you know the injury like you said you know if you can't go out there it's just one of those things that you know teams are gonna you know absorb and you know have yeah, somewhat and, of a concern with and I mean the senior bowl is a great event man but you want to make sure you're healthy for the combine mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're healthy for private workouts so. especially for a guy like you know yeah, Ashton Davis real, and a guy like yeah. Rick you know guys who they're real asset is their physical tools yeah. that you have to be there for the combine because that's what you're going to be able to show off is your speed your strength your agility if you're a really great you know if you're a really great player the yeah. senior bowl is for you yeah. and, and you have the tools to beat the guy in front of you but if you're a really great physical specimen yeah. that's when you need to be at the combine so I think that's the decision especially but, those, those private guys. workouts exactly exactly um, next guy for me Jared Pinckney um, tight end out of Vanderbilt um, he just had a really down year this year um, their quarterback um, Kyle Shermer he was not there they had a freshman or a sophomore quarterback mm-hmm. playing this year so Pinckney only had 20 receptions for 233 yards um, that, that was a really down year compared to 2018 where he had 50 receptions 774 receiving yards 7 touchdowns he's 6'4 254 very athletic mm-hmm. Um but he just he was really quiet this week I really wanted to see him show off those physical tools that that you just talked about with a Jordan Love with a Justin Herbert I don't know what team he played on but both great quarterbacks Um, I just felt like he had a chance to really boost his stock but he was just really quiet and maybe it was just due to you know we mentioned a bunch of other tight ends so maybe they just overshadowed his play so maybe if you know he has a good game tomorrow an actual game we could move that to stock up but so far with Jerry Pinkney stock down And, and to your point you know for certain people you don't want to hear anything. Like an offensive lineman, if you're not hearing a whole lot about them, then they're probably doing pretty well because they're not getting beat. But, you know, for somebody like a skill position, if you're not hearing a whole lot, then it probably means that they're, they're, you know, not performing all that well. Um, Another guy like that was Steven Montez, the quarterback out of Colorado. Didn't hear a whole lot about him. And he was kind of somebody that was built in the Jordan Love mold that was, you know, somewhat on the radar, but a little bit underrated heading in, but had an opportunity to really make a name for himself if he showed out. But, you know, he has the physical gifts, but he just didn't do enough to turn any heads. Um, yeah. At this point, it's going to have to be somebody that falls in love with either his personality or, or, like I said, his physical tools. But, you know, from what he's shown on the field, it's just not there yet. Yeah. It's just not there. You have one more guy, right? Yeah, I got one more stock down. Shea Patterson, another quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was a really highly touted prospect coming out of high school, but yeah. he just never put it together at the college level. Yeah. But for guys like that, if they can show something during the, the pre-draft process, then... Yeah. It, they, they'll they be able to get something but Shea just you know and man he has the traits you know he, he has you know some things that you would expect from a starting quarterback that's mm-hmm. intriguing but he's not in a situation like a Jordan Love where he didn't have the weapons I mean right. like Ole Miss he played yeah, with all Metcalf the he played with Brown then he went to Michigan I can't remember all of all people's of Jones, but people like, Jones is one of them so he had weapons so I mean the senior bowl is just really a chance for him to just bounce back you know from a bad you know not bad but you know Subpar. Yeah, yeah, a subpar. And just, uh, I don't know. He just, like you say, he was highly trouted and he just didn't perform yeah, just never, up to his standard. Yeah, like he so, was never a bad quarterback, but he yeah. wasn't the guy that everyone thought he would be coming yeah, out of high senior school. bowl, he had an influx of weapons to, you know, do more, but didn't just didn't pan out. Yeah. Didn't pan out. You know, a, st- a stock up guy that I forgot to mention here. I have but, one too. Okay. Um, 
Josh Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that dude is ridiculous. He was winning everything. Like, you know, he was absolutely dominating. And, you know, there were reports that he's like, I haven't seen him lose today. And that's, yeah. you know, crazy to hear as an offensive lineman. And he was a pretty highly touted prospect going in, but he wasn't. But under the radar. Um, exactly. Man. He wasn't uh, on the, the top levels, the Andrew Thomases, the Tristan Wirfs, the Austin Jacksons of the world. He wasn't among those names. But after this, like, you know, the dude is 6'7", 3'10", with more weight to put on. Like, he his frame yeah. can take on more weight. And he's, you know, apparently a really, really good athlete yeah. for his size, which is ridiculous. So that's the guy. I think he's played his way into the first round, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Man, if you are offensive lineman in, like a Josh Jones, you went under the radar. The senior bowl is just really a great chance for mm-hmm. you to just go there. I remember all the hype around around Will Hernandez. Yeah. The Giants. Man, he dominated the senior bowl. A lot of teams fell in love with him. It's one of the best picks the Giants have made right. in about five years. So, <laughs> Out of UTEP, right? A small yeah. school guy. Yeah, man. So the senior bowl is just really great for those offensive linemen. And just going back off of that, I have Lloyd Cushenberry, who's yep. one of the only guys, if not the only guy that I've seen, right. um, win a rep against Javon Kinlaw. So just there off of that, I mean, stock up. <laughs> because he <laughs> yeah, dominated If you can beat Kinlaw, that, that says something. Yeah. Um. All right, so let, let's get into uh, what we're going to finish the episode with, which is the top five running backs. This is and really we, interesting. We were going to do quarterbacks, but, you know, I think it, it warrants a little more study before we go into yeah, quarterbacks. So we'll start position. at running backs. Um. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting, especially with a lot of the guys that I thought would be top prospects going back to college, right? Yeah. Uh, the Travis Etienne's, the uh, Najee Harris's, they all, yeah. you know, said we're going to take another stab at it, Um. which I understand Chuba and respect, Hubbard. but uh, Chuba Hubbard's another one. Um. But, you know, what was going to be a very strong class to me is now kind of, you know, average. Yeah. There's four guys that I feel, maybe five, depending on camp makers, mm-hmm. that can really go and probably a solidified starting running back. So Okay. All right. So uh, let's start at five. Who's who's your five? Oh, okay. Start at five. Um, This one is probably a bit of a surpriser. It was for me, too. Zach Moss. Really? Yeah. Utah. Okay. Yeah. Zach Moss. Um, I don't think that he will be a starter. Um, in the league, but he's just an old school running back, really powerful. He doesn't have that breakaway speed of mm-hmm. the other f- three guys that I'm going to name in my top four. But you know, he has some big playability. He runs over people. He's a cowbell. You know, right. you don't have that many cowbells in the league still. So I think he's going to be a good find in like the mid rounds for yeah. four or five. Yeah, I, I, so. I could see it from him. Um, the main concern to me was the the the, the, the athleticism. Yeah. Um, and when you're in college, when you're bigger than a lot of people, you can kind of just, you know, bully your way through and, you know, make make plays like that. Yeah. And he was in an offense that was conducive to running the ball. When I, when I see him, I, I compared him to Samaj Perine. I don't know if you remember him yeah. out of Oklahoma, but, you know, just a guy that was really good in college, but, you know, yeah. you know just didn't have it. I think he's pros. a great backup running back. Yeah. He can yeah. come in, give you three or four yards, but you're not going to run him 15, exactly. 20 times a game. Exactly. Uh, my number five, you know, I kind of like to go on upside here. Yeah. Um, I like AJ Dillon, and he's like a special type of athlete. Yeah. Um, and he's one of those guys where it might be boom or it might be bust, and there's there's really no in between for him where he's going to be like just okay. Um, but he's so he's what six three, two hundred and like forty fat pounds. You know, cable running a four five forty. Like he's just ridiculously athletic. But you know, for guys like that, you could have your James Connors, yeah, or you could have your uh, Kalen Balazs, who's really not that good in my eyes. So you know, there's a little bit of give and take there what he could be, but his ceiling, and I'm going for ceiling here. Yeah, his ceiling's really really high um number four Clyde Edwards Hilaire okay um 
He's very good in the passing game, powerful runner. I mean, before this year, you know, people, he received a lot of slack. People tried to, you know, underestimate him. But this year, you know, around Joe Brady and that offense, he really succeeded. Man, he just screams Mark Ingram to me. Really? Like, yeah, I his, mean, you, you can see style, it. You can see it, for his, sure. His strong lower lower body, his legs are huge. He just mm-hmm. screams Mark just Ingram stocky, to me. yeah, but yeah. really good in the passing game. Yeah, so I think he's a starting running back in the league, definitely. Um, I can see him with... A couple teams later, mm-hmm. like one of those late teams, like the Texans, maybe somebody like that that really needs a running back. I mean, I know they have Hyde. Right. He reminds me of Hyde a little bit, too. Hyde, Ingram in that mold. But yeah, Clyde Epps was hilarious. Definitely a starting running back in the league. I can see it. Um, I'm not sure if he's a starter. I see him as, as a guy not not really reaching Ingram's level, but built in that mold. Um, but a really good part of a committee. Yeah, Somebody a, that, a that poor man's Ingram. Yeah, I can see exactly. that. I don't. I don't know if he's ever going to make yeah. a Pro Bowl or, or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the running style. I feel that. And, I feel and the build reminds me of Ingram. My four was Eno Benjamin out of Arizona State. Yeah. Um, and his the thing that pops off to me watching his tape is the uh, the the agility. He's like real quick and he can make people miss easily. And uh, he finishes runs really well. And you know, there's not a lot of number one guys in this draft. And you know, when I when I mention the top running back usually it's within the context of they'd be really good in a committee this is another yeah. one of those guys I think he'd be good when you have when you surround him with other good running backs and we've seen how good a committee can be the the 49ers they're in the Super Bowl right now with a running back committee made up of monster uh uh Who's the dude out of Tevin Coleman, like yeah. and uh, Matt Breida, right? So yeah. it, it, being within a committee doesn't necessarily mean a bad running back. It just means you can't hand them uh, twenty that hefty load, plus, yeah. yeah, heavy workload, and uh, they'll be successful. But that's my four. That's my four. So I have Moss at five, um, at Wittler at four. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is actually my number two because I have a tie. Okay, at number one. So and number- the, these three running backs, like it's pretty obvious that these are the top three. Yeah. Right? yeah. At- Number two, I have Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin. Um, okay. Powerful. Um, his acceleration is ridiculous, man. Once he gets to open space, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, his patience is something that we should definitely talk about. He's just really patient. Something, you know, that you really need from a running back, patience. But, but. when we talk about the league, I just don't know, man. I, I don't know. Just, you know, the conversation that we have... A lot when it's time to pay Alvin Kamara and pay Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, those carries. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor carried the ball 926 times in college. Heavy, heavy work. And I guess I should have mentioned that for Zach Moss, too, because he carried the ball like 700 times, but I don't think Moss is a starter. Mm-hmm. At Taylor, you're looking like a starter. I just, I don't know if I want to draft a running back, especially if he's going to be early, mm-hmm. that early. That has had 926 carries in college. I feel that. So, I mean, he's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. But that's... You're worried about the durability. That's why he's number two. Yeah, that's why he's number two. Not his talent, but just 926 carries. So, let me... If it it weren't for the uh, concerns, would he be your number one? It would be a conversation. It'd be a conversation. It would be a conversation. It's a very tough conversation for me too. We'll get to that, but it I I do see your concern and that's something that I think is being uh you know looked at in terms of scouting running backs more often now is how many carries that they have in college. Last year, Miles Sanders for the Eagles was somebody that everybody liked and part of that was that he, he was didn't fresh. have a heavy workload yeah, he because of Saquon. Yeah. Um and like even the guy like Ezekiel Elliott that you would think ran the ball a lot in college he only ran the ball like 500 times which yeah. I mean it's still a lot but 
relatively Jonathan speaking. Taylor almost doubled that number. Yeah, because so. Wisconsin's a running team, right? Yeah. Um, but you'd see guys like uh, uh Melvin Gordon be okay. So yeah. it's a it's a give and take. Um, but it is a concern. My three, I had J.K. Dobbins, and in my eyes, this is really not really more of a one two three, but a one A one B one C because these are all really really good running backs, and you know. At this point, I'm splitting hairs in terms of ranking them. But I have J.K. Dobbins just because I'm not particularly sure how good he'll be by himself. I think he's another guy who needs to be part of a committee. Um, really good at Ohio State. He has all the tools necessary. It's just, you know, it, watching him, I'm not sure if he screams workhorse. I think he screams more, you know, put me with uh, one or two more guys and, and we'll make something happen. Wow, okay. Um, who do I want to say? So... I guess I'll go with DeAndre Swift here. All right. Um, DeAndre Swift has been my RB1 for this class since his freshman year. Like, I'm in love with Swift. Mm -hmm. He's quick on his feet. His ability to make defenders miss is like a 10 out of 10. Is your number one or number two? They're tied. They're tied. Um, okay, I'll They're tied. It. It's and tough with these top three, man. It's when tough. I formulated my list, I did one to five. So, mm -hmm. Dobbins was the first name I wrote. So, I've seen a lot of people compare Swift to Kamara. And I get it. Mm -hmm. I see it sometimes. The ability to make people miss, stay on his feet, his acceleration, I get it. The only thing that bothers me with Swift, and I love him, he's been my favorite running back in college for like the last three years, mm -hmm. his durability. He's been hurt a lot. And yeah. if I had to, I would probably do 1A, 1B, and have him 1B just because of his durability. Mm -hmm. If he was healthy, he would definitely be 1A. So... I think Swift is in that more of an Elvin Kamara. I think he's a starting running back. I don't know if he's a 25 carries a game running right. back, but I will say this. I don't think he's what Kamara is in the passing game, but I think he is slightly better in the running game yeah. than what Kamara is. Yeah. So that, that would be my first guy tied for one is DeAndre Swift. So I, I also have DeAndre Swift as my 1B too. Um and the, the health is a concern, but there's nothing watching his game that I particularly dislike. Like, everything yeah. is there. And yeah. like you said, the health is a concern, um, but he can catch the ball. He's a natural caster of the ball, which is uh, some guys you see, they catch the ball. It's like, yeah. okay, they were clearly taught to. He's He actually has legitimate hands. Yeah. Um, I see him more, like, I see the Kamara comparison, but I see him more in the um, mold of a, of a Nick Chubb. Yeah. Um, you know, like, because you mentioned he's a better runner, not as great of a pass, a pass catcher. Yeah. Um, but I, I like he he comes from a really good lineage at Georgia, right? Yeah. You know, Gurley, Chubb, Michelle, yeah. like they they've been producing very very good talent that's translated to the really? NFL out of that out of that program. So you know that's one more reason that I really trust him to be something. Yeah. Um, but in terms of why he's lesser than my number one guy is just. My number one guy is bigger. That's literally he's just bigger. Um, but I think DeAndre Swift is going to be darn good in the NFL, almost worthy of a first round pick. Yeah, man. I think the only knock on Swift outside of his injuries, which I think is his biggest concern, would be you know people say that he's not the best in pass protection. Mm -hmm. But who is he, coming out of college? Right, yeah. and I've seen him try. Yeah, like he gives effort. That's all you got to be is willing. And for a small a guy like that, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, like so I'm I'm not gonna you know sit here and say oh DeAndre Swift is RB one B because you know he's not the best pass protector. Yeah. So I don't think that's an issue. Just injuries. If we can get healthy, stay healthy, I think we have a very good running back walking the league for sure. Um, so number one, Dobbins. Dobbins. <laughs> I feel that man. Like it, it was tough for between Dobbins, those top three. Man, um, like I said, Swift has been my number one running back for this class for a while, but 
Dobbins just was different this year, man. And I don't know. I I have Dobbins' career already pictured out in my head. <laughs> I like I know exactly where he's going. Really? I think I do. Yeah. I see that if the Tennessee Titans do not pay him, I need him to go to Tennessee. Mm. If they don't pay Derrick Henry, I'm sorry, I need him to go to Tennessee. Really? Yeah. I think they will play, pay Derrick Henry, but I could they, see... Because they, they, uh, uh, you can't do that to Derrick Henry every yeah. year, right? Like, you can't just run him to the ground yeah. at the end of the season because you'll shorten his career. Now, if you get a Dobbins in there, that kind of vers- yeah. versifies your offense. But, man, Dobbins' vision this year, it was just something that, and I don't know, I have never seen him play like that before mm-hmm. before this year his vision man he was even good in the short passing game I've, I've even seen him go out for longer routes a little bit this season um he's really physical mm-hmm. he doesn't have the breakaway speed of a taylor yeah. or a swift but if you give him some open space he's probably definitely going to score so also just the cuts that he makes oh, i yeah. think him and taylor are the best cutters in the draft so um dobbins has slowly become my my 1a slowly okay. Number one for me, Jonathan Taylor. And it's because literally he's bigger than the other two guys. That, that That's the only thing. And it's contingent because with that size, he's maintained the speed on the tape. Yeah. Now, he comes from a conference where it's not really known for speed. It's known for power. So yeah. I don't know if those safeties are as fast as they are in the SEC or in the Big 12, right? So when they go out and run their 40s, should J.K. Dobbins go out and run a 4-4? That's going to change my mind a little bit. If, yeah. if Jonathan Taylor goes out there and runs a 4-6, that's definitely going to change my mind a little bit. Definitely. On the tape, he looks like he has breakaway speed, but he's yeah. also a bit of a burly runner. So I'm not sure how that's going to translate in terms of the, the actual burst on the NFL scene. But Jake Jonathan Taylor, really, he's another guy that, almost like Don, DeAndre Swift, I don't see anything wrong with him. But he's bigger, so I kind of yeah. just go with you know the higher upside, which is Jonathan Taylor in the size. Um, but the tape just pops off to me, man. His yeah. his tape is ridiculous. Uh, the the amount of carries is a bit of a concern um, in terms of his durability over over time. But he's the only guy in this draft that I can confidently say I see him as a workhorse back. And I I can't see that I can't say that for Dobbins or Swift. Which I yeah. guess my only question to you would be for how long? For how long? That I mean, how long can anyone be a workhorse back? Right? Zeke Elliott won't be able to keep this up for much longer. Yeah, I don't think, but me either. But after his rookie contract, I don't know if I'm good with paying mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. And the, the fifth, even if he produce, produces, which I think he will, I just I wonder what that next contract looks like. I feel you because yeah, it it is a concern. In terms of a running back only has a certain amount of carries within the span of his career, right? right. And a lot of times those college carries can transfer over to the NFL and it has an yeah. effect on how— you know, That's my only thing. I, I mean, mean, that people, is a concern. People have barred up his fumbles. He have, he had 18 and 41 games. I don't think that's a concern. I mean, when you have the volume that he's had, you're going to yeah. fumble a little yeah, bit like, more. Yeah, I don't think that's a concern. I mean, obviously 18 fumbles you yeah. know, on paper isn't ideal, but I don't think that's a concern. I think he'll be fine in the yeah. league. But, you know, all three of these guys, I think it should be said, that are very talented in you know, choosing between the top three— are, is very much splitting hairs because they're all very, very good running backs. They're yeah. all, in my eyes, first round or early second round prospects. I think we'll see two of them go in the first round. It, it would make sense. Yeah. It would the make Dolphins sense. have to take a running back. Yeah. They have to. And, you know, a guy like Jonathan Taylor isn't really the, the first round type running back, I don't think, yeah. even though I think he's the best. You know, guys more want, want more of those quick, shifty pass catchers, which is more the mold of DeAndre Swift or yeah. J.K. Dobbins. But just to your point, um, the league is a copycat league, and mm-hmm. seeing what Derrick Henry did this year, yeah, the Titans fell short, but 
he willed that team yeah. to the AFC Championship. Yeah. And somebody might see a Jonathan Taylor and say, okay, I'll win those two to three years, two to four years, whatever. We need this guy. He can help us. So he might be that first-round guy, and a Dobbins or a Swift, they might fall. So I, I can definitely see two no of the guys going and first round. Kind of like we said with Jordan Love and Justin Herbert, it'll be depend on which teams like who, and yeah. not really the talent. Yeah. Because the talent but differential between all these three guys is minimal. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to recognize who's the better player. So it'll be about what the teams want, what do they yeah. need, you know, who do they like. And that, that's what it will ultimately come down to. Yeah. But I think that'll do it for this episode of On The Clock. This has been Reagan Griffin joined by Cameron Lewis. Be sure to check out Square One on Instagram, social media, YouTube. We have YouTube videos coming out now. Um, we're continuing to produce content on our uh, you know, Medium page, through written content. Uh, so we got stuff coming out everywhere for y'all, man. Uh, keep up with us. We're going to be with you all the way through the draft, uh, possibly a little bit beyond that. Uh, so you know, keep tuned, and we'll see you next time. See ya.